to recent developments, this week's sponsor is extremely important to me. It is fast becoming one of the most critical at-home tests you can take. And right now, the United States Postal Service, experiencing a lull after all the letters to Santa stopped, will deliver the test to you and your family for free. You guessed it. It's the gift gauge. The gift gauge is the only NPDA-approved test that can definitively determine if you've been naughty or nice. Developed by J&J, that's Jingle and Jangle, this at-home test kit is as easy as one, two, three. Just take it out of its alphabetically sealed packaging, insert into your ear, rub it around, and place it in our patented test tube to find out if you're naughty or nice. Throw your second guesses out the window with the gift gauge so you can know exactly what to expect in your stocking. Don't leave it up to your foggy memory. Set the record straight. Naughty or nice with the gift gauge. Gift gauge is not a real product and is intended solely for satire. The USPS will not deliver this product to you because it is fictional. Take your neighborhood post elf today. This program contains talk about criminal activity and may paint a not-so-flattering picture of one of your childhood heroes. It even includes a few cuss words and may not be appropriate for your youngins, so you might want to earmuff them or send them outside to play. Thanks for listening. heard that right, Santa Claus. My name's Richie Buck. I'm a pest control technician, carpenter, sometimes wise man in my church Christmas program, and as unbelievable as it might sound, I'm here to save Christmas. This is an Ear Cult production brought to you in association with Crawl Space Media. Santa may be a criminal. A 12-part Yuletide investigation. This is the ninth day of Christmas. Secrets, Santa. As my time at the North Pole nears its end, I find myself maybe with more questions than answers. Hopefully by the time I get back on that sled dog thingy and head back toward my life in rural Georgia, something will have broken in the case. It's up here. That voice belongs to Cam D. Kane. He's the head of the FBI, which is the no-pose equivalent to the FBI. Apparently, I've been on his radar because of my involvement with Santa, and when Todd O'Tannenbaum, or the Todd Father as he's known around these parts, brought me here, it was enough for him to investigate me. Is that Morse code? It is. Do you know MC? Truth was, the only MC I ever knew was Hammer. There was also this other guy I worked with that we called MC such and such, but he wasn't famous. I tried to learn it when I was a kid. What's the problem? Too many dots and dashes for ya? Something like that. MC is still the preferred method of communication here at NOPO for law enforcement. Keeps outsiders. Like you. 
in the dark. I kind of feel like the dark keeps us in the dark. I waited for a laugh that never came. You're probably not laughing either because you can't see this. But the North Pole this time of year is dark almost 24 hours of the day. You think you're funny, don't you? First Detective Strong, now Cam D. Kane. Why doesn't law enforcement like me? I don't have so much as a speeding ticket on my record. There. There it is. The sleigh comes to a stop outside of a rusty chain-link fence. The tall overhead lights, they sort of look like football stadium lights, illuminate a gigantic field of... Well, I can't quite make out what it is. I can just tell there's something big in there. Here, take this, and come on. He hands me a flashlight, and I hop down and follow him. He pulls out a keychain from his coat. It must have like 40 different keys on it. Good thing you don't have a car. Yeah? Why is that? You'd freeze to death trying to find the key to open the door. Anyone ever tell you you're a real smartass? I follow him inside and shine the light around. Shit. The first thing I see is a penguin sort of doddering around a beat-up box from the game of life. Well, Richie Buck, welcome to the Blandfill. The Blandfill. Now, I was in on the joke. I don't know if you've seen many mafia movies, but if you can, imagine a landfill. And instead of miles and miles of just random garbage, replace all of that with miles and miles of discarded and out-of-date toys. Then, instead of seagulls picking over the scraps, swap those out with penguins waddling around taking dumps everywhere. That's the Blandfill. Come on, toggle your butt on over this way. I want to show you something. Cameron leads me around the outside perimeter of the Blandfill through a sort of crude path. I can't see much more than a couple of feet in front of me, even with a flashlight. Suddenly he stops and I run into him. Watch it! Sorry. I shine my light ahead and see a pile of gifts that were never unwrapped. What's this? If Santa gets a last minute naughty alert, he withholds their gift. Cameron's flashlight beam lands on one of the packages. Go on. Check it out. I walk over and lean down, shine my light on the wrapped gift, and find the tag. I try to flip it over, but it's hard with these stupid mittens. It ever get easier trying to wear these things around all the time? Mittens. Kittens. Do you see what I'm trying to show you? I try for another second or two and then get it flipped around. There it is. On the name tag, it reads, From Santa to Ruthie Barker Guest. The year... 1985 is scrawled on the corner. He brought her gifts back? So, she did hate Christmas? That's not all. His beam found another gift, and I checked it. RBG 94, and another RBG 1987, 2016, 1991, and finally a package with last year on it. You don't have to go through all of them. You'll bore your listeners to death. But they're all there. Claus never gave Ruthie Barker Guest a gift after 85. It was no secret. Of all the people down there, he hated her the most. I fell back on my butt a bit and sort of just stared at the stuff in front of me. Could Santa have run RBG down on purpose? It still didn't compute in my mind. Did he hate her? If so, why so much? That's something only Claus can say. So why are you showing me all this? Well, for two reasons. For one, the prosecutors and their investigator, some meathead they called Hawk, located these items. They left them here for discovery. You may want to let Santa's lawyer know. That's Derek Rudolph, defense attorney. Guilty free. That's my guarantee. And two, even though we both think Santa Claus is innocent, maybe even set up, 
I think it's important for you to know that when you look into the corners of anybody's life, you're bound to uncover some secrets. Everybody has them. Even me. Right. All right, enough of this. I'll take you back. You've got a big day tomorrow. He turns, and I shove the latest RBG gift into my coat pocket and follow. Back at my lodge, I pour myself a cup of hot cocoa and overload it with marshmallows. I pull the small gift from my coat and place it on the table in front of me and stare at it. Should I open it? I shouldn't. It's not my gift. I sit back on my bed and lean back. Then I replay a lot of the events of the last 24 hours in my mind. Something that really stands out to me, though, is what special elf Cam D. Kane said at the Blandfill. Even though we both think Santa Claus is innocent, maybe even set up. Could Santa have been set up? As in, framed? Just then, a slip of paper slides underneath my door. I get up, pick it up. It reads, The honor of your company is cordially requested as we grant you the key to the city. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Then underneath, food, fun, fireworks. Looks like the mayor was serious about this key to the city thing. Shit, 10 o'clock. AM or PM? This podcast is brought to you by Blabble. Want to learn a new language but feel like you don't have the time? Well, Blabble is turning single language speakers into master of link. Well, about Well, she... Words... Well, Blabble is turning single-language speakers into masters of linguistics the whole world over. Whether you want to learn Chinese, Russian, Ukrainian, Elfin, or Faranese, Blabble... Dang it. Blabble provides an immersion program that puts you right in the middle of your desired language learning situation. So get ready for that trip across... So get ready for that trip across the world today, or to the North Pole, with Blabble. Blabble is not a real product, it's intended solely for satire. I was awakened by the fireworks. I'm late. I checked my watch. It has stopped again sometime after 8. I'm sort of surprised that Ellie's not here, banging down my door, trying to get me there on time. I wonder where she is. But there's really no time to lose. I dress quickly, grab the invitation, and head outside. To my right, I can see the fireworks, so I trudge along that way. Between them, the Oz Street lanterns, and lights of the moon, I'm able to navigate my way through the North Pole back towards City Hall. What a weird thing. There are elves there with my head printed out on foam board, on paint stirrers, waving them about. Then there are others booing and hissing at me. This is about as close as I'll ever get to being on college game day. Is that him I see? Richie? Richie, Richie. I declare it is Richie Buck. Come on up here, you cod. We thought you'd stiffed us on your day. I arrive at the steps to City Hall and join the mayor on stage. In the front row, I see the Todd father. To my right stands special elf Cam D. Kane. I can barely make out his eyes shifting from me to Todd. Still, no sign of Ellie. It is our distinguished honor, dear sir, to present to you Mr. Richie Bartholomew Buck with this key to the North Pole. Thank you. Let it be known that you are only the third person in history to have received this honor. Oh, who were the other two? Well, Will Ferrell, of course. Makes sense. And tennis legend Andre Agassi. Not sure about that one. Congratulations. 
He turned and picked up what to him was a massive key. It was about ten inches in length, but the mare was only about three and a half feet tall, so it was about a third of his size. He handed it up to me. Look up, son. Hold a photo. I glance up, and an explosion of camera flashes blind me temporarily. My eyes start to water, either because of that or the occasion. Hope you're smiling. This is your big moment, bucko. Thank you. So much. Go on now, Richie. The elves want to hear from you. You don't want to disappoint. I lean down and fumble with the microphone, finally raise it to my lips, and... I want to thank you, all of you, for this wonderful honor. It'll rest on my mantle at home with dignity along with my stockings each Christmas. Bravo, Richie, bravo. And I want to assure you that I'm working every day to prove Santa's innocence. Very good, very good. That's enough. Because what's best for the elves is best for ourselves. Hey, now, that's my line. The mayor sort of ushers me away from the microphone and goes about giving his own speech. Another round of applause for Richie Buck, everyone. I make my way down the steps and Cam D. Kane intercepts me. Nice job. So you ready to meet Mrs. Claus? Am I ever. Special Elf Cameron D. Kane navigates his unmarked sleigh over some uneven territory. You know my reindeer? They're third in line. Third in line? Yeah, you know how Dasher and Dancer and the rest are in that impound in your hometown. Yeah. Well, there's another set that's to be used to deliver gifts this year. If something happens to them... Isn't that right, sweethearts? Interesting. We arrive at a massive gated compound. He leans toward a call box, presses a button. Who's there? It's Cam. And our special guest. Welcome to the Claws compound. Even Agassi and Farrell didn't see this. The sleigh pulls around and up a circular driveway. In the middle, there's a massive Christmas tree with the most magnificent lights I've ever seen. Something you should be aware of. Mrs. Claus hates Christmas. She hates it? Hates it. So go easy on the saving Christmas shtick that you've been harping on. All she's looking for is for her husband to come home. Good morning. Finally, it's a.m. Hey, you Karen. Cam, looking mighty dapper as usual. You're not so bad yourself. And you must be Mr. Buck. I am. It's so nice to meet you. Mrs. Claus is younger than I'd imagined, or at least she appears this way. After all, Ellie's almost as old as America. She's spry with good color in her cheeks and her hair pulled into a messy bun. She's wearing fur boots and a dark brown shawl, dark colored jeans. She's fashionable. Mind if I have some cookies? Go ahead, sweetie. You know where everything is. Yeah, I do. There's a familiarity between the two that's odd. Cameron knows his way around the house, and the two of them seem to be, I don't know, flirting? I try to ignore that and power through. Thanks for taking some time to speak with me, Mrs. Claus. Please, Richie, call me Karen. Right. Karen. So, tell me, how's my husband? He's good. I visit with him often. Has he called? We've spoken. Well, I assure you, I'm going to get him out, and I'm going to save... I'm going to save your marriage. Karen glances at Cameron. Can I show you something, Richie Buck? Sure, of course. Cameron, we'll be right back. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) 
Mrs. Claus, Karen, has led me to an elevator. She presses a button labeled W, and I can feel the elevator car descending into, I don't know, the center of the earth. Here it is, Richie. Santa's workshop. The door is open to a sprawling factory. It's so large I can't even see to the other side of the building. This is his workshop? This is it. Much like the rest of this story, it's nothing like I imagined. For one, there's no music playing. Just the angry hisses of pneumatic machines, the hammering of hammers, and the sawing of saws. She leads me to a line of forklifts. There's one large one, and about a hundred smaller ones. We get in the large one, and she drives us across the workshop floor. I look around. Elves are working. They stop long enough to stare at us as we drive by, and they return to their labor. You look surprised. It's just... Joyless. Joyless. She takes my arm and spins me around to look her in the eye. It's all joyless, Richie. This. This is what he cares about. This is all he cares about. But, Santa, I I don't... I don't know. He seems to really care about Christmas. He does. But can you imagine for a second what it's like to be married to him? I mean, no. He's never here. Never here? He only travels once a year for work. (laughs) And what do you think he does with the rest of that time, Richie? I don't know. I just assumed he supervised the toy making, did some training for mall Santas. I'll tell you what he does. He's up at three every morning. He goes through the first round of surveillance and updates the list for five hours. At eight, he eats breakfast and reads the Nopo Times. Nine, he's here overseeing the work, meeting with little management. That's what we call middle management here. At two, he eats lunch. At eight, he finishes work and comes upstairs. He interrupts me while I'm watching Real Housewives of the North Pole to give me three kisses, one on each cheek and one on the forehead. Then he's off to the Nopo Cabana until 1. He's back here at 1.30. He showers, sleeps an hour, and then is back at it. He does this every day of the week. Wow. He's not a bad elf, but I hope this arrest is a wake-up call for him. I know it has been for me. She pulls a forklift up to a window on the other side of the warehouse, opens a compartment on the back, and pulls out two mistletoe malt beers. Care for a drink? Always. Cheers. Cheers to Richie Buck. The beer tastes good, and it's an oddly nice and surreal moment. Outside of this picture window, it looks peaceful. The snow falls gently. The dancing snowflakes remind me of blown dandelions in my yard when I was a kid. And don't get me started on that floozy Ruthie Barker guest. What? What do you know about RBG? What do I know about her? Besides the fact that she tried to steal my man... She must have been able to tell my surprise from the look on my face. Yeah, you know that song, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus? Who do you think Mommy was? It was Ruthie Barker Guest? Yep. And she didn't just kiss him. She banged him. Say what? It's time for this week's nice list where your five-star rating and nice words in a review get you on the nice list. From Apple Podcasts, thanks to May May Pop, who says, This podcast is hilarious. It's entertaining and just what I needed. Excited to keep listening. And from Good Pods, Kelly Madden of the Drunk Theory Podcast says, LOL, really fun. Thank you for your support 
If you want to seal your festive fate on the nice list, then give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen now. As the night comes to a close, I wish Karen well and hop back into Cam's unmarked sleigh. He stays back a moment, seems to whisper to her. She giggles and I turn away. I don't really know what to believe anymore. My head hurts, probably from the mistletoe malt. We ride back across the landscape to my lodging, saying little to each other. As we pull up outside, I thank him for his help. He says he'll have his eyes on me. Good luck, Richie Buck. You know we're counting on you. Thanks. As he starts to raise the reins, I stop him. Wait. Yeah? You said something yesterday that I've been thinking about. What did I say? That Santa may have been set up. It's as plausible a theory as any, isn't it? Not without some evidence. Do you have any? (laughs) Plenty of it, Richie Buck. Okay, then who? Who would want to frame Santa Claus? I don't want to go jump into any conclusions. You'll figure it out. (whistles) Yeah! Then he rode away. Back inside my lodge, I reflect on everything I've learned over the last couple of days here at the North Pole. First, there appears to be some sort of mafia presence led by a guy who calls himself the Todd Father. The FBI is not only aware of me, but apparently monitoring my every move as it relates to Santa, and has led me to believe that maybe the Jolly Man has been set up. Mrs. Claus, also known as Karen, not only hates Christmas, but alleges that Santa Claus and Ruthie Barker guests were having an affair. My eyes return to that gift that I snuck out of the landfill, the one that Santa supposedly was going to give to Ruthie Barker guests last year. I walk across the room and I pick it up. What's in the box? I decide it's time for me to find out. Here goes nothing. Next time on Santa May Be a Criminal, we find out what was in that gift box for Ruthie Barker Guest. I return home and get a surprise greeting at the airport, and I sit down with Santa to talk about my trip to his hometown. Santa May Be a Criminal was conceived in a local honey booth during the Hey Hira Honey Bee Festival by... Head Elf, Jason Usry. Co-Executive Elves, Rebecca Sebastian, Shiloh Katniss, Scott Musgrove, and Michelle Kasuba. Stay up to date and ensure your space on the nice list by leaving us a five-star rating wherever your ears are right now. Then, go and rate us five stars everywhere else. Music and sound effects licensed by paying through the nose to multiple royalty-free music and sound effects providers, not the least of which are Epidemic Sound, Motion Array, and Soundstrike. Additional musical contributions that slay by Captain Fat Hands. To check out the cast for this episode, as well as their other projects, visit the show notes and check out santamaybe.com. You can also add people to the Naughty or Nice list by emailing the North Pole at workshop at santamaybe.com. Santa Maybe a Criminal is an ear cult production presented in association with the Crawlspace Media Network.
Hey everyone, thanks for listening. And while we're having a lot of fun with this podcast, we want to take a quick moment to be serious about an important nonprofit organization that benefits or advocates for victims in the true crime community. Here's an announcement from Private Investigations for the Missing. When a person goes missing, their loved ones often find themselves overcome with worry and grief. Bruce Maitland started the 501c3 nonprofit organization Private Investigations for the Missing because he knows this feeling all too well. When Bruce's daughter Brianna disappeared in March 2004, he was surrounded by licensed private investigators dedicated to finding her. Now his mission is to provide dedicated private investigators at no cost to other families of the missing, desperate for answers but without the financial means. Private Investigations for the Missing needs your help. To read the mission statement, make a donation, and keep up with our blog, visit us at investigationsforthemissing.org and follow us at PI for the Missing on Twitter and Facebook and Investigations for the Missing on Instagram. Because forever is too long to wait.